0: Welcome to the Bardic Body Podcast. The body tells a story if you know how to listen and to understand its language. As a therapist, I've listened to thousands of body stories and I've come to see common themes that are universally relevant. Unspoken, they remain hidden. Shared, they may heal the listener and the teller. These are our stories and they contain wisdom and point to a truth that rather than being a problem to solve, this body can teach us how to come home to ourselves. The content of this podcast is provided for information purposes only. It does not constitute expert medical advice. It should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns about your health, you should consult a healthcare professional. The use of any information on this podcast is solely at your own risk. Hi, thanks for joining me on the Body Potty Podcast. Today I wanted to talk... about a situation that we might be finding ourselves in en masse. It's what I'm calling uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. We're all been asked to make certain choices which, which seem to have in, in tremendous gravity Whichever choice we make, and we might even have the feeling that regardless of which choice we make, neither are very, or neither are looking to head towards a a good outcome. Um, I'm speaking, speaking in uh, the end of September, 2021 currently in Melbourne, I think it was 280 days of lockdown, something like that, longest lockdown in the world, and the tradie protests are happening in Melbourne, enormous amount of governmental force being exerted to, to quell those protests. And these protests are happening because the tradies don't want to be forced into something against their will. And so the rock and the hard place in that situation is, um, well, I have a, yeah, I have principles, and and I'm being asked to go against those, or I have, yeah, beliefs. And I've been asked to override them for reasons that that don't seem valid to me. That's speaking from a tradie's point of view, perhaps. And that's certainly the case for me. That this is the kind of proposition that's put before me. And a lot of people must be feeling the same way. And so I wanted to offer this podcast for, for you, if you if you're in that position. Because it's, it's not an easy position and there are no easy choices. But what I wanted to present was the idea that there is always a third choice. I need to present this in the context of Rudolf Steiner's fourfold human being and I've, I've talked about this a lot in most of the podcasts. It relates to the four elements and the four levels of, of being as a human. <clears throat> There's a physical body, the minerals and tissues and whatnot in our body and that relates to the earth element. There's the there's the life body, just like a plant. There's a life body that relates to the water element. There's the consciousness body, like an animal. An animal that can move around, make choices. That is the air element. And finally, there's the consciousness of being conscious. The I am, the ego. And that is the fire element. Now. When we are torn between choices, it's going to be happening at the level of consciousness. Because that's the only way I can know I have a choice. And the choices are informed by our experience, our memories, our knowledge about, and, you know, we make a prediction of what, of where each choice, what outcomes it may produce. The thing is we don't ever really know what outcomes it will produce. And, and at the level of that air element, I'm gonna call it astral, Rudolf Steiner's term the physical, the etheric for the life body, the astral for the consciousness, uh, re- relating to the nerve sense system, and the the I am. So the astral is aware of choices, but it's also reactive because its consciousness is not self-reflective. The I am is conscious of being conscious. The astral is just conscious, so it has it has impulses, reactions this sort of thing without without reflection so it's reflexive can come a lot from instinct I guess uh, b- but it is a it is a starting point that says oh, I have I have choices I have choices here unfortunately uh, animals well, I don't know if it's so, unfortunately but, but for ourselves, when we act solely from this place, believing that we are just animals, um, then, then we don't experience the capacity of a human being to be free. And we are, really the crux of it is that we're choosing between two external offerings, you know do I, do I take the vaccine or don't I? It's like that, that question wasn't, that didn't arise from the inner question of what's my life about. That, that was just circumstantial. And so we're going to, because it's coming externally, we're going to, we're going to weigh up. Well, you know, if I I get get the vaccine, I'll um, get to keep my job and security and, and, uh, and if I don't, I'll uh, you know this other list of pros and cons, and so I'm weighing these things up, and, and they and and both arguments at different times will have different strengths, and sometimes you know this I'm just using this for an example, but if 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 I'm if I'm solely coming at this from, from an external point of view. I'll, I'll alternate as as conditions and information come to me and and nothing freedom cannot come out of that situation because because the whole context is determined by by external situations and and i and whatever choice I make will just be survival based and survival is never Positive. It's just like I didn't die. Well, that's good. I didn't die, but that's that's the, the best you can hope for. Um, coming at choices from from the level of the astral because it's that it's that survival instinct. It it can't be satisfied because not dying is not a, a satisfying context. And this is why we work with the second. Element the water element the metabolic body because it can be satisfied it it has the capacity to to take in energy to assimilate it and to apply it um, the I am the fire element it has the capacity for meaning because it we we are compelled it seems to find meaning in things and to to link up a series of events when we look at it, when I look at my life I, I look back and I say oh yes I, I I come to peace with the things that happened because of what then followed and what I learned and so I string these events together on a string like a string of beads and and that is the biography of my life and it gives me strength it gives me purpose it gives me context to To face difficulty and to face ordeals. Now, the Will Meditation is designed around starting at the level of the astral. So the nerve sense system, consciousness, the animal self. We have choices. The Will Meditation is about digesting these choices. When we digest, we take something down to its fundamental nature. And so I've used the example before that of of a person in a job that that they don't like but they stay there because of security. And like I said, some days you feel like escaping and it's like I'm going to buy a round-the-world ticket, quit my job, get a credit card, to hell with it, I'm just going to do it. And then and then on then the next day it's like, oh, but I'll run out of money. I'll I won't have a career. I won't have a community. And you know, that depending on which part is stronger and which part is weaker and which which uh forces are being exerted externally, such as, you know, my boss is hassling me, oh I'm just gonna quit, you know. Um, or uh I've maxed out my credit card, I've got this debt, I've got to stay in the job, you know. So these these external things are pushing me around. And time goes on, five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, I'm still in the job, and eventually, a job that I hate, eventually I come down with a an illness that incapacitates me. And so at that point I've reached I've reached a crossroads. And I'm looking in one hand at a handful of cash and I'm looking in the other hand at the possibility of vitality and health and I see that they have been oppositional in my life and I don't know about you but for me that that seems like a a non-choice, I've digested it down to the point where there is no choice, it's a singular thing that I would choose vitality at that point. Because I've realized that the other isn't worth it. The simpler example is uh, you know, a metaphor that, that I think I have to- two choices. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, and i have holding two things in my hand and I digest them down until I realize in one hand it's sand and in one hand is a sandwich. And again, at that point, the, there is no choice. And that's what will is. This is my understanding. This is what I call will. Will is not willfulness. Will is not um, that battle between these opposing forces when one uses determination to overcome the other. That is that is not what I mean when I say will. I call that willfulness. But, but I've gotten nowhere with that because... I might win that battle that day, but because I'm working with um, oppression and and ag- aggression, uh, it's it's a never-ending cycle, which you see in in warfare. Uh, you can look at history; it's just a, a cycling. So. So we're. We're starting with the astral. You have these two choices. In the will meditation, you lie down. You might have just woken up from your night's sleep. You're lying down, becoming aware of the processes in your body through sensation. Sensation tells you that a process is going on. If I place my cold hand on your warm arm, my hand starts to warm up, your arm starts to warm down. There's a process that occurs. And I know it's a process because of the the meeting of two different qualities, and the the exchange that happens because of that. So sensations tell me a process is going on. When when I put it in that context, there's good. There's good. Um, There's something that my intellect can hang on to and say, well, that that makes sense. There's a process, which means something's happening. And so I can say, well, let's see what's happening. Can I trust my body to in this process? And I mean, really, what choice do you have? I mean, do you know how to beat your heart or does your heart know? Do do you know how to filter your blood or does your kidney know? you? understanding so meager in terms of the complexity of these processes that are going on so I would suggest that it's, it makes logical sense to say okay my body my body's dealing with this process in the best way so I say good it's good that that's happening and I relax I give the blessing for that process to continue with the word good and the process does continue because I'm not reacting I'm allowing the process to continue and I'm wanting to bring the I am as the witness of this process. So I'm no longer reacting, but I'm still conscious. So I'm, in order to do that, you have to be conscious of being conscious. You have to be conscious of your reaction to to not react. So, you, so that's that's your I am. You're applying your I am. The I am belongs to the fire element. What that means is that the virtue of you giving your attention to something is to change the nature of that process. You're giving warmth to it. The warmth is like the sun. When the sun shines on the seed, it activates it to germinate. When the sun shines on the fruit, it activates it to ripen and culminate. When the sun shines on the compost, it it activates the life force to transform it. So fire is transforming all the time and, and I would add to that, that because it's the I am, it's, it's the culmination is, is the move, moving of it towards its destiny as assigned by, by that um, original nature. We start going into philosophical religious grounds there. So that's not within the scope of this discussion right now. But the point being that that there is an act of faith going on where I say that I put faith in my body and the processes and I put faith in the effect of my warm attention. In other words, I get interested and I get curious. That's that's where I want to go with this. As opposed to um, I make judgment value calls on, on the sensation. I say I don't like that sensation and then I use the nervous system to sort of um, oppose it and tighten down on it, yeah? And isn't that just what's going on out in the world, right? There's such an identification of ourselves as this astral being without. And this 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 is the problem about referring to ourselves as animals because animals don't have choices. We have an I am that can be conscious of our reactions and therein lies the pathway to freedom. And the freedom is not in choosing option A or option B. The freedom is in creating, through the interaction between the life process and the warming process, creating option C. And what is, what is option C and where does it come from? Now, I'm 47, and I believe I went through my midlife crisis about, hmm, maybe about 10 years ago. I was working as an acupuncturist, and I'd become disillusioned with with it, and... Because what it what it felt to me was like I was only fixing problems people would come in and I would fix their shoulder and it would disappear and, and and so therefore I had nothing to show for it and it was funny when people would come in and their problem had disappeared a new problem had arisen and so it wasn't there wasn't any satisfaction in that it, and I you know I thought well there's no point so I was at this so I was at this crossroads I couldn't see the point of that and um, so I got into for a brief period into labouring uh, and construction. And so I did that for a while, and that was a good experience. I'm glad I did it, but there was something telling me, you no, know, that wasn't that wasn't it either. And so I remember I remember being in this place where option A and what, option B were no longer viable. The way I knew that was because I'd done both um, to, the, to their exhaustion. You know, there's only so many times you can go around in circles until you realize you're going around in circles. And so the only two choices, or, or all of the choices, um, were, were unacceptable. And I would say that that's, that's the recipe for initiation, where where the things on offer aren't. Acceptable, and something happens in that space when you run out of choices, and you have to um, either despair or or look for something outside of those choices. And at the time, I wouldn't have. Well, actually, what's interesting is what got me out of that is is a is a body process where my okay. I'll finish the story because it sort of ties in. So so I went into construction. But it turns out that instead of constructing for the next month, I I was involved, I was employed to tear down a, a house, chainsaws, jimmy bars, sledgehammers, bonfires, just burning, wrecking, destroying. And my body started to develop symptoms, um, I guess, in relation to this 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 carnage that was going on. And in particular, the stomach meridian, which runs up the front of the shin, just on the outer side of the shin, I had this ache going on there. And I went into a meditative state and inquired as to what this ache was about. And what my body told me was that you think that being creative is just about creating but, you know, look around you, nature is always destroying in equal measure to what it's creating. There's this cycle going on, and if you want to just create without without realizing that destruction is part of that creation process, then that's why you're stuck. And so that was interesting because that led me into creating something I call Bardic Body, and you're listening to the Bardic Body Podcast, and that, Actually, the cedar that was planted 10 years ago, where I realized ah, oh, the body's telling me stories. The body is telling me stories. The body is helping me understand who I am and how I am relating to my situation. But beyond that, it, it has the capacity to create as well. And, and when I say body there, it's really, I can only say the being, you know, that fourfold level. We've got the physical body, the life body, the consciousness body, the consciousness of being conscious. So we're talking ever subtler layers of being. And so what I've witnessed many, many times in, in, in clinical settings is that when we hold that process up under the under the light with our attention. My, my job then is to, to enrol the, the person with, with the problem that they've come in with, to enrol them into the idea that this is not a problem, this is an opportunity. And if we can understand what the body's saying, we will walk down the path and we will reach the destination of, um, of, of this issue. And in effect, what what well the words I would use now, we will digest it down to its fundamental elements so that you don't you're not tormented not tormented with the choice anymore. You you have a singular, obvious pathway of action. And that might sound terrible to have no choice if it wasn't that the choice is coming from who you are. The choice is coming from who you are and where you're where your destiny lies if you meditate on that is that something is that something you want to put in the the realm of personality that I want I want to have choices about that because if you if you look at it does does your personality have the capacity to know what that destiny is I would say when I'm talking about personality I'm referring to this astral part personality is like a construct um, used to navigate those external scenarios so so at best it can navigate the external terrain well but it doesn't have the capacity to to add meaning to that the meaning is always coming externally there's a good reason for that because it doesn't generate the meaning so we have to we have to understand that there's another level of us and to look to, look to that other level that has the capacity in partnership with the, the metabolism to, to get the energy, to liberate the energy, to liberate it out of this conflict because this conflict takes up incredible energy. When we digest that down to a singular element, we have pure potential in a singular form. And will is a powerful force, not, not I believe because it overcomes all other forces, but because it, it. Digests, all opposition, so that we're left with pure energy in a singular. Trajectory. And I would liken that to, you know, a seed. Think of all the potential in a seed, all of, all of the following generations of oak trees are contained in this, this acorn in potential form. And it takes the sun and it takes water to, to activate it and to move it towards that the, the realization of that potential. So, so we're looking at option A, option B, which are external, and we're wanting to find option C, which is, which is really what's already lying within me. But I have to activate it. I have to activate it in the right way and not, not look at the wrong way. Brings to mind a story that I heard about the the comedy show Seinfeld that used to be on years and years ago, probably showing my age here. Seinfeld uh, was a really uh, popular comedy about a group of friends living in New York, I think. And yeah, it was very popular when I was probably in my mid-20s or early 20s. And there was a character in, in, the, in the show called Kramer. And apparently, Kramer, the, char- the, the actor who played Kramer, apparently he auditioned for a different role. And at the audition, he said to the creators of the program, Do you have a character like this? And he described Kramer, and he probably gave them a pretty good rendition of what Kramer was like. And they said, no, we don't. Would you Would you like to be that character? And he said, yes, and the rest is history. And, you know, he was really one of the funniest parts of that show and, and quite a catalyst within the dynamics of the, the plots. So what's amazing about that story to me is that you could come to a job interview saying, do I fit? Do I fit into this role that, that you are describing? Can I squeeze myself into that shape that, that you are wanting? Kramer didn't do that. He said, I'm, I'm going to create the shape. I'm going to create the world. And then step into that. And that is radically different And I can't help but think that that is what has been asked of us because option A and option B this goes well beyond the current circumstances. This is just the culmination of thousands and thousands of years. Um really, you know, do I do I fight? Do I commandeer? Do I force? Do I react? Do I act out of my emotions? Do I act out of my survival instincts? And there's nothing wrong with that. But what it does guarantee is that it'll the wheel will go around again. And I guess the choice that we each have is, is do we want it to go around again or, or do we want to enter into a new space of being? And in order to do that, I think we need to start using these faculties which lie dormant within us and to start gaining literacy competence in these practices. And I think that's probably our best chance to, to at least plant the seeds of a new future I believe when I when these pathways open up in an individual it, it's then in the collective reservoir of ideas, a bit like the internet and, and it's even if even if we don't get to see the the fulfilment of that that impulse which we manage to gestate within ourselves, it it's it's being created, it's in the universe, it is a pathway that's there. And my goodness, imagine if we all stepped into that role of creator. And I think nothing else will do at this time. We've been around around the block enough times to know that. So if you want to um, inquire into or practice more the will meditation, I invite you to look at episode one and episode two. Episode one is a workshop that I ran in front of an audience. Episode two is the, the meditation contained at the end of that workshop that you can play and ha- have a guided meditation experience in the will meditation. I wish you the best in these times. I wish you to create a powerful context where you, where you walk in the direction of your, your dreams, your destiny and are not caught in the, the trap of, of thinking you have uh, option A or option B. Option C lies from within you but it has to be activated and acted upon. I offer all my blessings for you in that. And thanks for listening. Well, that's it for this episode of the Bardic Body Podcast. I look forward to catching you next time. Till then, be well.